Hi everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast, though this one, it's not going to be featuring a guest, it's going to be like a little bonus episode um, from All Together Now, because I attended it last week, maybe two weeks ago now, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to give kind of a few thoughts about it, because it's the first time at the festival, um, just wanted to give a few talks about the acts, the vibe, the whole shebang, it was because it was a lot of fun, I have to say, it's been a long time since I've been to a festival, um, obviously due to COVID. So it was nice to get back. And I think this was a really, really good one to get to go to. Uh, also, this is my first time doing an episode on my own. So please bear with me because <laughs> even though I can talk for Ireland, which is the point of this whole podcast, um, I still get a bit nervous every so often, but I will kind of go into detail about a few things. I kind of categorize it. We'll start with maybe just the festival itself and then move on to the acts, I think is the best way to do it. Also at the end, I'll have a few voice notes from friends of mine that attended, including Zach Stevenson, friend of the show, and Mark Foster, friend of the show. And another one from my good friend Chloe as well. But um, yeah, so like, where do we begin? Uh, I guess kind of the main thing that I noticed kind of from the get-go when I was there was just that the vibe of it was fantastic. I don't know if that's an account of the fact that like, you know, it was 21s and over, but um I just, as soon as I got there, like everybody just seemed they were in good form. I didn't see anybody, like, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I didn't see anybody completely fucked off their face. As in like, there was no kind of like, you know, you go to some other festivals, it won't name and shame, but you kind of meet the Gurn dogs all the time or people just falling all over. It was literally none of that. Um, I, I, could, I even got a sound sleep on two of the nights, not on the first night, but on the, on the other two after that. There was no, there was nobody blaring music in our campsite at all. Um, if you did hear somebody blaring music at three o'clock in the morning and it was Metallica, that was me. So apologies in advance. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was a friend of mine was like, you have one more song left because we were playing a few tunes and he was like, play one more. And I was just like, oh, my breath is. So that was me. Um, <laughs> so apologies in advance. But uh, yeah, like, I th- like as soon as we got in, we got the weather, thankfully. And I really liked the layout of it. Uh, especially like just the kind of like the, the all the installation art that they had set up like that even that deer i think people pro- they probably probably saw it in some of the promo photos was unreal uh the lighting at the end of the uh, at the end of every night like there was like candle lighting kind of stuff or the main like some of the tents were fantastic as well uh like i just i really really liked all of it i don't really have much to say about and the food the food was am- the food was unbelievable normally at festivals i kind of eat like a complete pig <laughs> just eat like uh what it say like battered sausages or you know cheesy chips or just anything that's not that always like will stay with you for like maybe the five days after if you know what i mean but uh no i was eating like the vegan sandwich company i think i had on on the three days that i was there that's how i started my morning it was really really nice and we went to a couple of other vegan places as well and i'm not i'm not vegan myself do enjoy the food though but um yeah, that aspect of it was really, really good. I'm rambling now. I think one of the main things that people want to that people probably want to hear is uh, the 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 uh, the lineup of something of uh, what was going on. I might say actually just before I talk about any of the bands that we saw, um, that I'll mention that I did go to two talks. Uh, Jess Kavanaugh happened to feature on both of them because <laughs> I forget who the first talk the, the so she featured in this one which was with Emma Dabry the woman who wrote uh, Don't Touch My Hair uh, which Zach has been championing for quite a while there's another mention of Zach he's pretty much been mentioned in every single podcast I've ever done um, and then uh, the other one was with uh, Blind Boy 
Um, but the talk with Emma Dabry, so it was like, as I said, uh, as sorry, it was at 12 o'clock on a Sunday uh, when Zach pitched the idea of going to a talk about identity prob- uh, identity politics, privilege politics, uh, between race and class. I was like, that sounds super intense for a Saturday morning. I thought, I honestly thought he was messing. <laughs> But it was actually like a really friendly kind of one. Like it was, I wouldn't say it was a friendly discussion. It was, it was very interesting. There was no kind of like, um, there was just putting forth their ideas. I really, really, really enjoyed it. There was kind of like a few things that I thought were kind of interesting. Like Emma was mentioning that um, to think of Ireland as kind of like the prototype for colonization, which I never thought of before. And even as a history student, I was like, that fucking blew my mind. I ne- never even begun to think of it like that. Uh, there's a few other kind of points in it as well. Um, Jess Cabin I thought was brilliant as well they, they really just kind of just played off each other fantastically um, but yeah no I really want to read Don't Touch My Hair now uh, after re- after listening to her to speak I thought she was really really interesting um, and Zach as I said has been mentioning has been talking about this book for quite a while so I should probably get around to it I'll have to grab the copy of him next but then the uh, the Blind Boy talk was really good as well like he read he kind of read a, I forget which story that he read from his book now but I uh, read one of his short stories that we were in the queue standing to get food. And as he was reading, I kept going, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> but then like, as soon as we got our food, we sat down and watched him. But one of the things that he kind of struck with me, like obviously he spoke quite a bit, quite a considerable amount with, uh, with Jess. Cause I, he had one other guest that he was meant to have on that uh, bailed, well not bailed, that they had to, they just didn't show up. Um, oh, so they bailed. Uh, which apparently happened to him the last time he did a talk. And every time, by the way, every time I'm at a festival, if I ever go to a talk, I know I, I said I don't go to many. It, it, it's always blind boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he was talking in kind of that main, uh, the main stage area with all the, like, uh, I think it was Live on the Lawns or something it's called. Um, I can't remember who he was meant to be talking to. Give me two seconds and I'll find it. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change. It doesn't change anything. They weren't there. Uh, where was it? Wasn't Rufus Wainwright? Wasn't wasn't uh, maybe it wasn't on the Saturday? Oh, it was. It was brunch with Blind Boy, and he was meant to be talking to. Doesn't say. Anyway, it doesn't say. So who gives a fuck? Uh, but yeah, no, he was talking with Jess Kavanaugh. But um, one of the things that he stuck with me was he goes, "Poor old Dublin," and I was thinking as soon as he said it that it was going to be one of those things where it's like, "Oh, here we go, taking the piss out of the city." And he goes, no, seriously, poor old Dublin. And I was, he goes, what the fuck is going on in that city? And he was mentioning that he's like, they're getting rid of the smoking area and fibbers and all that kind of car. For whatever reason, like they, they, the, that was one of the aspects that stuck with me for quite a bit. I don't know why, but um, yeah, no, he was, he was, he was fucking hilarious as usual as well. Yeah. And then Jess, him talking with Jess was really good, especially because it was kind of like, I was, I don't really know Jess's backstory, but like listening to her activism, her as a singer, a musician, uh, a poet. I wasn't. I was unaware that she was a poet. She sang, she read out a beautiful poem at the end of the, at the end of the talk. Um, yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, it's funny. I like. I was only thinking this myself. I really enjoy going to these kind of talks and, you know, hearing different people's perspectives and all that kind of carry on, and kind of le- you learn all this shit. And it's like, why don't I do more of this stuff? <laughs> I need to stop engaging with video games as much as I do in my spare time and actually sit down and listen to. <laughs> these type of talks because I always find them so interesting and she was absolutely fantastic it was a great way to spend the um the afternoon at a festival now I have to say good kind of gonna kind of lean in towards the rest of the night um but uh yeah there were the two talks that I went to not really much to say <laughs> didn't really go into too much detail but let's see so on the Friday the acts that we saw 
where the first act that I saw was actually I got to see my sister play for the first time. She fresh. So she was doing AVA in the woods. Um, DJ said at about seven, she was, I think she was on at yeah, half seven. Um, I was fucking classing her for the first time because uh, it's, it's funny. Like she likes to consider my music noise, <laughs> like the type of music that I would play at home. She's had to be subjected to quite a bit of a playing up because I have the room above her room. So for years, all you could hear was, do, 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 do. <laughs> but, uh, got to see her stuff. Um, and I not a big techno or hip hop head, which is not hip hop head techno or, um, like electronic kind of music. That wouldn't really be my cup of tea, but that's what she plays like house kind of music. Um, but she was, yeah, she was fucking fantastic. Great turnout for it as well. Really, really good start to with it. It was just felt very, very, very proud for the whole, for the whole show. Um, so that was, that was the first show on the Friday, Friday. And then kind of one of the things that I was kind of a little bit peed off with was that um, dry cleaning were on at 8.15, who I really wanted to see. Um, Abby Koulibaly was also on at 8.15, who I really, really wanted to see. Uh, and then uh, let's see, who was the other one? There was a couple of other ones. Uli was on at half, ten, half eight, who again, I wanted to see. And Skinner then was on at quarter past eight. And I was like, I have to support my mates. So we went to see Skinner, who were fucking class as well. And the tent that they were in, the well, was like... Yeah, like perfectly sized. There was a, a friend of mine had a bubble glowing bum that was in the crowd, if you might see videos of that. <laughs> but yeah, no, properly fucking good. Just I've seen Skinner a few times now and they never, they never ever disappoint. I'd highly recommend seeing them live if you ever get the chance. But then like right after that, oh, and Nilo was the other one. Nilo was on a quarter past eight for that slot as well. So it's kind of like that could have been maybe done a little bit better. But um in terms of then i think after that was yeah after that was a band called them called melts who people in ireland probably know them i've heard them a few times but i've never seen them live and they were on in the road to nowhere stage which i think is where amac played as well um i think that's where amac played on the saturday but fuck me they were amazing they were absolutely incredible i had like it's one of those things to, to hear it but then to see it translated live um they were fucking they were fantastic I, th I think they're doing a gig sometime soon in dublin that i will be getting tickets for for show but uh yeah i was really 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 impressed with uh with melts i thought they were I thought they were so good i'm surprised it's taking this long for me to see them honestly especially with the type of music that they play i was like and i've as, as i said i have listened to them i don't know why it's taken me this long to go but we just we were walking by and i was like hey that's them there and then just went in and yeah the, the beauty of a festival but then afterwards it was so it was jungle then was at 11 who um i'm not a big fan of jungle now to be honest i do like casio uh i'd say that much but uh they wouldn't be like one of my favorite bands in the world um but they were really they were really really entertaining as well uh but the one the best was of that day uh oh no sorry not the best of that day it was in the cave on friday as well no Nick Cave Saturday, was he? Oh, okay. Um, not surprising. But uh, then Gilliband were playing. Now, the last time I saw Gilliband, uh, I think it was it was in Vicker Street. And I find noise and stuff, and people find this kind of stupid with me. They think I'm ripping the piss. But the idea of a noise band or like experimental noise, like especially like hardcore electronic and like that type of stuff, like the really intense industrial electronic, that shit makes my heart go fucking crazy it gives it gives me kind of crazy cra I like I'm very claustrophobic I can barely fly I hate flying like I can't I look at my feet the entire time I'm on a flight um so the last time I saw Gilliband was in Vicar Street and I had a panic attack and had to leave uh so <laughs> uh just because the march like it was just a sea of people and I remember going out 
in Vicar Street to the bar. And I mean, like, I was just like, I'm just going to wait till that's, it was Shoulder Blades was the song that was playing at the time. And I was just like, I'm just going to wait till they finish up and then I'll get a pint and then I'll, I'll just stand at the back and watch it from there. Or, or I think I stood at the door actually, but I went over and um, I was wearing an Idols t-shirt at the time who just played Vicar Street as well. And the guy serving me was like, he's like, holy fuck. He's like, I was, he was just like, that's one of the most intense shows I've ever seen. I was like, I wouldn't, I was like, I, was like, I know. I was like, I saw Idols here and I thought that was wild. And I saw Behemoth who have like, you know, the fucking inverted crosses and flames everywhere and death metal lyrics and praise Satan type of music. I was like, I saw them here and they were nowhere near as intense as what Gilliband is. I was like, and the thing that fucking blows my mind is that they don't move, Gilliband. When they're on stage, they don't move. Um, well, they do, but like, it's it's kind of like, it's just not as, you, you think they're going to be just, well, particularly at that gig, it was just, yeah, it was very weird. But um, it was really cool seeing them in the tent because the tent was fucking massive, packed it out. Um, I was able to stand at a good bit back and uh, Jesus Christ, they looked unreal as usual. They're just such a unique, they're just such a good band. Like, And every time I see them, I'm kind of just like, oh, they're, they're doing something kind of new. Um, it was great hearing that new tune that they have uh, as well, alive for the first time. God damn it. What is it called? I, I should have made notes for this. This is me, by the way. This whole podcast is me talking off the cuff. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, shy talking. Um, I did not prepare for this at all. Uh, I just thought I'd go go in and just see what comes out. Um, eight fivers is the uh, yeah. I spent all my money on shit clothes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they were great. I th- I can't remember who I saw after. I think we went around and watched like a few DJ sets, but for most of that night, I kind of just yeah, we fucked around. I think we went back to the campsite for that one as well. I remember going to bed at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, anyway, moving on to the Saturday, we saw, I saw tons of people on the Saturday. So I, I was kind of raging, didn't get to see Pow Pig. Um, let's see who else. So I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think was, was Saturday the Aretha Franklin night? I think it was. No, it wasn't. Let me get my favorites out. So yeah, Saturday, as I was saying before I was started rambling on, uh, was the day that I kind of fucked around a bit for the, the morning and afternoon. But um, so, <laughs> uh, I hate this story. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay, I'll just get it out. Uh, at one point, myself and Zach were kind of walking in to go get a drink, I think. And we met this girl called Kathy, who Zach knew. And we were chatting away to her and she was really, really, really nice. Um, super friendly. Uh, and, uh, she goes, what, what acts, cause I've never met her before. So she was like, what acts are you going to go see? And Zach went, I was like, we have the lineup here in my hand. I was like, we'll go through it. And I was like, yeah, for Saturday today, I have soda blonde I've down. And then I have pillow Queens for eight forty for six forty five, but I also have AMAC. So, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I probably, go, I'm going to go see AMAC. I think I'm going to go see AMAC. And she kind of smiled at Zach and then, Kind of, I went on, I was like, shame, then it's going to be at eight. And so then we walked on and after about two minutes, Zach just pisses himself laughing. He goes, do you have any idea who you just said that to? And I was like, what? And he goes, that was Kathy McGuinness. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, she's in Pillow Queens. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was like, why is this always, <laughs> I said, it was going to see AMAC. And I was like, this happens to me. So I've done this so many times. I w- and the worst part about it is, the only reason why I said it was because I've seen Pillow Queens like three or four times. I have both their albums on vinyl. Um, I'm genuinely a fan. The first time I saw them was when they opened up for Soak. And I should have been aware of it because 
I think her or, or her friend, one of them was either wearing a soaked t-shirt as well. It just complete. I was, and I was like, fucking God damn it. God damn it. This happens. So this happens way too much. And as soon as I got back and said it to my friends and told them, they were like, you do that all the time. You literally, you, you inadvertently <laughs> insult bands, uh, every so often well she she laughed at it too much she was she was having a good giggle about it and zach i, I don't think i caused any too too much offense but yeah um <laughs> i've done it way too often <laughs> so uh yeah uh moving on with that story um so yeah i i did i did let him go and see amac uh at seven anyway um it was a fantastic set really 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 cool set um been a, been i finally got to see that song new friend which was kind of the song. I the first time I heard that song, I didn't even know that Amac was Irish. I, I and then I watched the video and I was like, "Is that that's that is Ireland, isn't it?" But um, she was sick. Uh, really, really, really cool show. Um, then we went to see right after that. I went to go see a band called Shame, who I have list. I'm pretty sure they're 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 very British as far as I'm aware. Yeah, post punk English band. Um. They had like such a they had such a cool kind of setup on stage. It was kind of like just mostly like backlit with them with their name just in big bold letters. But um, I'm not like a massive uh, mosh pitter at all. I don't like I don't really like it. It's very very rare that you'll see me in a mosh pit. I don't like being like it's just again it's the whole kind of just claustrophobicness of it. But um, we were standing at the back and I was looking at the mosh pit. And I was looking at them playing. I was like fuck me. They look like they're having a great time on stage and. Uh, the mosh pit looks so fun. And so I was like, fuck it. I'll, you know what? I'll go in, I'll go into the mosh pit. And as, as soon as I stepped in, I, I remember distinctly having a big smile on my face. This guy came just walking over and just decked me in my left eye, just punched me straight in the face. <laughs> like, I mean, like, uh, like almost like immediately. And I thought it was by accident for a second. I thought it was by accident. Then I was like, no, he actually just did it completely on purpose. <laughs> so came back to my friends. They're just like, I thought you were going to go for a mosh pit. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so that was, that was my uh, my only mosh pit experience at the whole festival. <laughs> I got just boxed straight away. But um, but with shame though, like uh, I thought they were really really good. Um, I didn't actually like. I'm gonna keep saying this for most of the show. Like I didn't see any bands that I really didn't like. That, like genuinely, that the the talent that was at the festival was fantastic. But um, shame were shame were really really good. I haven't listened to them now since I came back. Actually, now that I think about it, so probably might stick them on today. But um really just high energy show and just like all the kind of like the chants that go along with it as well with that type of music uh, i really really enjoyed it and then of course the big dog nick nick cave was on at uh quarter to nine on the main stage um it was my first time oh no i was at the main stage at jungle for group armada on friday um yeah first time seeing nick cave uh not a, not a massive fan as in like i i wouldn't actively seek him out and listen to him quite a bit i did listen to that album that he had carnage with um oh your man warren ellis isn't it warren ellis uh I might correct myself on that but um jesus christ i like i was kind of surprised that i was not like not annoyed but i was kind of surprised that he got as long a set that he did like it was a two-hour long set i was kind of hoping to see kind of a, a couple of other acts while he was playing but uh yeah, no, he was, he was really, it was quite, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like it was intense at parts. And then there was other parts where I was like really keyed out. I was kind of like going like, what's going on here? Why is this a big deal? And it's apparently like one of his favorite songs, but like by the last 
three sons, particularly into my arms, uh, he had me genuinely uh, welling up, like properly getting very emotional. I kind of, it kind of clicked with me just a little bit better. At the beginning, I was kind of like, what the fuck? But one of the main things that I was pointing, I went to see it with Zach. One of the main things that I would point out was that, and Zach was at Primavera and he was saying that he was way better at this show than at Primavera, um, that he actually looked like he was having a really good time. Like that was one of the things that I kept saying. Like he, Nick Cave looked like he was really, really, really enjoying himself, which kind of added to the whole performance of it. But it was, yeah, it was a strange one. It's not, it's not something that I would seek out normally, especially at a festival. It's a weird. It was a, he was a weird artist to have at a festival. But um, I really, really enjoyed, it. particularly getting to see into my arms. Um, had me in fucking floods of tears, and it was one of those ones where you're kind of looking around, going like, I hope nobody, no- I hope nobody knows, and then you kind of look around and. A few people are like that as well. Too much alcohol had. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then I got to see floating points for a little bit. Um, only for a little bit. We we're kind of in passing. Um, they were class. And then Groove Armada. I wasn't mad. I was at the very front for Groove Armada. I wasn't really mad about it. But like everybody else around me seemed to be having a fantastic time. Um, so that's that. And then Honey Dijon was unreal. We watched, uh, watched them for quite a bit. Uh, they were fantastic really really and really enjoyed her performance um I sp- even though like and as i said earlier on when i was talking about my sister's stuff that's not really the type of music that i would go for but uh at a festival setting at that late at night it was yeah really 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 fun but uh, i think the sunday honestly had um th- so the sunday had i think the best music for the f- for the festival in terms of just like um in terms of artists that i'd never seen before that just really 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 blew me away um, the first one being uh, Toshin. I've I've, ne- I've seen Toshin once, but they were doing the Aretha Franklin thing, um, in the main kind of the main area of the of the festival. Um, thought it was fucking class, especially like considering how difficult those songs are to pull off. You know, like it's not exactly it's not exactly an easy thing to step up and go. I'm going to do Aretha Franklin today, um, and they fucking nailed it. Um, really, re- they really nailed it. Um. Uh, and I, the thing, the other thing as well is like, I don't know a lot of Aretha Franklin songs, but the ones that I do, like every time they came on, you could just see everybody's face light up going like, fuck, this is incredible. And then right after that, they had the classic Beatles, uh, who people are probably, probably, friends are probably aware of this. I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. Um, it's not that I don't, it's not that I dislike them. It's just that I don't listen to them. They don't really do a lot for me. Uh, you know, just the same as like Metallica wouldn't do stuff for other people. It's just one of those things. Um, I'm not comparing Metallica to the same level as the Beatles in terms of uh, importance. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I'm not that thick. Uh, but um, it was it was so good. <laughs> it was genuinely good. One of the things that I was amazed by is like, you know, hosting kind of a podcast that largely deals with music. I was amazed that I didn't know that uh, back in the USSR was a Beatles song. <laughs> I was beside like Aaron from Skinner and he's just like, for fuck's sake, like how do you not know? <laughs> but, um, I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd have as much fun at that than I, than I did. And they were so good because they actually did like, they come on dressed as them and they, they don't break character the whole time. They speak in the accents the whole time as well. Um, the Liverpool accents, uh, yeah, no, they were re- really, really good. Um, but like friends of mine who were who are huge Beatles fans were around me and they, they, they were blown away by it as well. I thought it was so much fun. I'd love to see, I'd love to go to it again. I really would love to go to it again. But, um, and then kind of, I think we took a break for a bit. Oh yeah. We went back to the campsite, but the, uh, the, 
the the main artist that I saw that was Irish that I've never seen before or heard of them, um, to be honest, uh, was Gurriers, like playing at the well. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with these lads. I just thought it was fucking amazing. Um, I really did thought it was, it was so loud. So, 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 so loud. But uh, I, I, I couldn't get over. I really was absolutely floored as soon as they, as soon as they started playing their first note. Um, the singer, um, I can't, I don't know his name. Um, but uh, like just the stage presence of them. Uh, I don't. Even, yeah, I honestly don't know where to begin. I just first. Okay, first off, let's start with the sound. The guitar licks that they had, energy on stage, just really just translated well. Um, there was there was a good crowd out of there's people moshing everything. Um, oh fuck! I'm annoying myself now because I don't know what to say about them. <laughs> I was just in awe of the whole thing, the whole show. I really was. I, and I, I, as soon as I got home, they were the first band that I stuck on. They have this song called "Top of the Bill." Um, I should, I've been, I literally have it on repeat since I got back. I cannot wait to see them again. I, I could not. Out of all the Irish bands that I'd never listened to before that I saw at the festival, and there was quite a few. Um, they were the ones that I was like, fuck me, where have these guys been all my life? Uh, I don't know if they've been going that long, actually. Like, I know their first single was last, their first single was last year. Um, I feel really clued out. Uh, like everybody, when we were going, like all my friends were just like, yeah, these guys are pretty sweet. And I was just like, I have no, I've never heard of these guys before. Um, I, I'm, and I'm really looking forward to hearing some new stuff from them. Uh, it genuinely blew me away. I just, could, I just couldn't get over just the, the level of confidence on stage, just the fucking thrashiness of it. But the kind of like, there's kind of like a lot of beauty in their guitars as well. Not, I wonder, I don't want to go say shoegazy, but, um, or man, I don't know. I don't know. What it, I don't want to, I don't want to categorize it, but, uh, I really was floored. Um, and that's the best that I can say about that because I'm, I can feel myself tripping over my words and nobody wants to listen to somebody ramble on just going, they're great. They're just great. But, uh, yeah, highly recommend them. Uh, so I think, I don't think I have much more left to be honest. Oh no, of course I do. Of course I do. Uh, the big one, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard finally got to see them after many, many, many years of having a certain person burn them into the back of my brain, talking about how much of a great band they are. Um, <laughs> it was a weird, it was a weird, uh, set list actually. Um, like they opened, I, I, I wasn't aware of this, they normally open with the metal songs that they did. Uh, so they, they had a few of those at the beginning. I was, which were great to hear, but one of the things that my only kind of complaint, they were sick, by the way, they were, I think I put them down in the survey as my favorite non-Irish art artist that was playing. But, uh, one of the things I felt really, it was, it was really quiet. So I was able to have a full conversation with a friend of mine and not be shouting at him. And he could hear me perfectly. And he could talk to me like talk and we, but we could still hear very clearly the music. I don't know if that's because Gurriers might have blown our eardrums out with how loud they were, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was surprisingly quiet. Like even like later on, I was chatting to somebody who happened to be a huge Gizzard fan. Well, happened to be they were wearing a Gizzard t-shirt. They even said that they were surprised how kind of light the drums were and stuff, but like not really a complaint considering just how sick the band were. And like everybody was just dancing, bopping to it. Uh, really, really, really cool show. Fucking class uh, backdrops, which I was... I was, I was expecting, but, um, it is still cool when you get to see it. It's just mad seeing that band. Like, and then it, it must be an absolute tr- uh, nightmare to put a set list for that band together. Cause what, I think they're on like, are they on 20 albums in like 11 years or something? If not more, I don't want to count it, 
but uh, fine again to see them was really good and the energy they had on stage and and unfortunately one of the things that um, like it was kind of lucky that we got to see them because I think now Steve uh, has to take a break uh, due to Crohn's disease Stu sorry not Stu not Steve Stu I think, so they're, they're, they've cancelled all their UK and U, uh, EU dates so it was it was amazing getting to see them in that regard because um, that fucking sucks obviously for them and for all the fans but uh, really 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 amazing show um, definitely would highly recommend seeing them again and then afterwards after that was Underworld who funnily enough like not to be a dick um, I didn't really think I'd enjoy Underworld as much as I did in that I think most people would say that, you know, they only know the one song, but like, fuck me, they're, they're, they're actually, they're, they're, it's funny, like it's, you know, Born Slippy is one of those songs that like, it goes hard as fuck at points as well. And so do most of the songs, but they're also, the songs are like quite pretty and quite eclectic and all that kind of carry on. It was a really good, really good artist to finish off a, uh, a festival, like in terms of like, you know, uh, creating songs and all that kind of carry on. They were like, they were really, 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 really good. I was genuinely uh pleasantly surprised at how class it was uh, the only problem was it was wearing shorts and it started getting freezing at that point of the night but um yeah like uh your man's energy on stage as well i don't know what age they are or anything but like just goes constantly and then obviously getting to see born slippy live was kind of like uh, one of those things that uh you can you know just a, a milestone that you can write off in terms of music especially being a huge fan like i'm a huge fan of Irvine Welsh and read, have read most of his books as well. Well, not roast his books. I've read like, I don't know, five. But uh, <laughs> he was really, really good. Um, I'm trying to think. What, there was a DJ that we saw. I should know this. Slow, oh, Soul Jam. Jesus Christ. How did I nearly forget about that? Connor, Connor Jones's, uh, Connor Jones's thing. Um, unreal, I have to say. It was good, really, really, really good crack as well. Uh, in I think it was in like the Jameson set or something was it the oh the Schweppes it was in the Schweppes ultimate mixer that was there at, at like was it one o'clock no two, yeah one well, I saw them about I saw them just after after Underworld but um yeah I think that's who we finished off with and then I saw a bunch of other random DJs playing about in different places uh but that was kind of the last act that we saw but that was good for, that was a lot of crack as well just 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 funky goodness you know <laughs> uh but yeah that's kind of my wrap-up holy shit have I been talking for a half an hour god damn Apologies to anybody who actually wants to listen to this. <laughs> but uh yeah, all together now to put it to put it together in like simple words, like I'm definitely gonna go again. Um I thought the atmosphere at it was fantastic. All the acts were so good. Like the the genuinely were all the acts were really, 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 really good. Um and just everybody was just having a good time. I think I don't know if it was a count, it obviously was a count of, you know, lockdown being over and all that kind of stuff and not be, people been not been to a festival in a while but just there was no hassle at it there was no there was no uh trouble at it whatsoever like i got boxed in the eye but to be fair it was at a punk gig so it's not it's not it's not unusual it's it's not normal but it's not unusual <laughs> still think your man's a prick though whoever did it if you're listening um you punch me but uh yeah no i would i would happily go again really really would happily go again it was a really really good time and anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to obviously edit this down, <laughs> but uh, I have a few audio recordings to play. So I think I think the first one that we'll start with will be uh, we'll start with Mark Foster. So if, uh, you probably know uh, Fark Foster if you've uh, listened to our cooking series. So not cooking series, Jesus. Um, 
vegetable growing series called the VegCast. So he sent me a little video, a little audio clip here that we'll play. Hey Barra, uh, just filling in on my antics over the weekend at All Together Now Festival 2022. Um, yeah, had just an amazing time. Class, class fun. Uh, bumped into loads of people I hadn't seen in ages. And it blew my mind actually, 22,000 people there. And yet I still managed to bump into the same heads now and again, um, which is kind of nuts considering you know, the amount of, the amount of people there. Um, I was actually uh, not so sure about going to such a big festival because I've, I've been more of an advocate for the smaller ones. Uh, Beyond the Pale a few months ago was like 5K and I thought that that was just nice. But yeah, this this uh, definitely changed my opinion on that. Um, and uh, an interesting thing, like at smaller festivals, like stages are closer together. But uh, because there's a larger area there and you have to travel further to get to each stage, um, I actually hadn't realized, but uh, it's a lot of fun just kind of talking to uh, whatever group you're heading to the next stage with or some randomers along the way. And you don't get that with the smaller festivals. Um, just that travel time where you're just chatting away and catching up and... Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Instead of bouncing literally from one stage to another, uh, without that, without without that kind of limbo in between. So, yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, I mainly went just to discover new music, to be honest, and uh, just to bop out. So, and uh, yeah, I went to see Skinner, Groove Armada, Underworld, and King Gizzard. Like they were my top four to to check out. Like. Um, Songs I saw those four, uh, plus any other bonuses I thought I'd be winning. So, um, they were all sick and like especially I tried to pre-listen for King Gizzard. I knew that nothing was gonna p- prepare me for seeing those guys live though. Like it blew my mind. I, pff, I mean, I totally get it now. I totally get it. Uh, thought the Gilliband were class actually I just kind of came upon those uh, I think a few friends were saying that they were heading to see them and I usually just take people's word for that so followed along shame were sick too uh, yeah I, I I think I was just walking past and then I just saw the big huge uh, shame sign and I was like all right let's <laughs> let's see what's going on here so that was definitely worth it um God, like, I'm sure there are, like, five, ten other acts that I've seen and I just cannot remember <laughs> the names of, but if I were to hear some tunes from them, uh, I'd definitely, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be able to uh, tap back into those memories of, of bopping out. So, yeah, class fun, fun rail. And also, we were pretty lucky with the weather, too, which is obviously so important in Ireland. And... Uh, yeah, kind of rained during the night a little. Um, didn't really see too much rain. And then as soon as basically everyone had packed up their tents and stuff uh, en route back home, um, I had like a four hour journey. And uh, yeah, just started lashing rain when we were en route home, which I was uh, completely fine with. So yeah, hope you had a lot of fun too, Barra. Uh, loads of fun hanging out with you and stuff. and. 
um yeah we with a good group so yeah i i think two festivals uh in a year for me is is uh is plenty quota these days um i might uh i might aim for one big one small again next year and uh yeah see you there so that was Mark Foster. Make sure to check out the VegCast for all your vegetable and growing needs. Uh, we haven't done one in a while, actually. I'm going to get on to him about doing that one. But this next one is from my good friend, Chloe, uh, who recorded at Tato Park. Hey, can I make this one brief? Because I'm at Tato Park at the farm, and I finally found somewhere quiet to talk. So all together now was great. It was a really nice, inclusive event. It brought everyone all together now. Uh, and it was a nice little mixture of friends that were there. It was a nice atmosphere. Everyone was just happy to be there. It was also nice um, performers seeing them perform. There was a sense that they actually were enjoying themselves, where sometimes you can go to concerts and you can just tell that they're just like, oh, this is another gig, let's get it over with. But it was just nice to see people enjoying themselves and performers enjoying themselves. So my top um, three were probably Pillow Queens. Um, They were great. It was my first time seeing them live. Um, I really resonate with their music. They helped me with a lot of things. I really cried during it. Um, and it was great just to be there with friends because that's the one thing you kind of forget when you, obviously when you go to a concert, you see friends there, but when you're at a festival and you go see an act that you actually enjoy and you see other people, you're like, oh my God, you like these people too. It's really nice and I kind of forget about that um, feeling. And then Div, Dive, I can't pronounce their name, but um, for the life of me, I've been a fan of them since, they came out like 2015, so they were like a Brooklyn three-piece. And the, the lead singer is, they're all incredible. Their visuals, their performance that they put on is great. Um, the lead guitarist, the way he acts on stage, he's very mesmerizing. He really just captures the crowd and brings the whole piece in. And they create all their visuals, they create all their own music and stuff like that. So it was really good to see them live. Um, because they're one of the bands that like I obviously grew up listening to so when seeing them live it's just like wow holy shit then the third one I think has to be a mixture of all the creative friends that we have that were down there like we had Skinner we had Fizzy Orange and we had Soul Jam Fizzy Orange on the Sunday was so great Um, it was great to see my pal Kev up there enjoying himself they had a bit of tech issues but they managed to keep it going and to be honest I was none the wiser of their tech issues um, they just have some fun upbeat music which is really nice and then Soul Jam closing the Schweppes stage as well like they both killed it I loved it so much um, I loved Lionel Richie I loved Eddie Murphy um, my girl wants to party all the time came on and honestly I want to party all the time and I have to say, probably to the best of all of them was the after session in the campsite with the unicorn. Because honestly, that was probably that needed to be the main stage, and it was nice to see. No one wanted to go to sleep. Everyone wanted to stay up, and the unicorn taught a lot of things. It taught you to carry your friends on a magic unicorn, and it taught you to respect it. There's people who were disrespecting it. You got to teach, treat the unicorn with respect, and it was just a nice little closing. Um, I'm sure some people wanted it to end. I didn't want it to end, so I was on the other side of it. But yeah, it was great. I recommend it. I'd go back again. Um, just very well, well done with everyone. And I have to say, CMAT was very good. I never see, listened to her before, but it was my first time listening to her, her and Pillow Queens. So it was quite resonated that the trans flag was being used throughout the whole festival. 
And first I thought it was because, yes, it is a movement that needs to be spoken about. Trans lives are humans. Trans, sorry. Trans rights are human rights. That's something that has been prominent in the last year with all the homophobic attacks. And I was unaware of the two speakers that CMAT was talking about and the backlash coming back, obviously, when you're in a no man's land of no social media, trying to enjoy yourself. Um, it was nice to see that people were using their platform because music is very powerful. And when you have a platform where you're on the main stage and stuff like that, it is very important to use, use it to spread awareness. And I'm very happy to have captured her speech because it was honestly very well said and very well done. So I'm not going to go on more about it. But yeah, um, I'd hope that next year they would improve it and have a bit more more awareness of, of that. And that we can all we can do is be better. It was great. That's just the one thing I would have changed. Um, but I will be back again. So that was my friend Chloe's take. Um... Yeah, I f- the talk, it kind of was a major oversight having somebody like Rachel Moore and Anne Stella Manny's talking at a festival called All Together Now. Um, like, I'm all for listening to uh, difference of opinions, but, you know, there's some ones that you're just like, fuck that shit hard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that, were, that really was just very unfortunate having somebody like that because I hope it doesn't mar the festival for anybody who's thinking that it's not a very inclusive and joyous occasion because that's exactly what I felt like it was when I was there. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But the main thing is that I get, it won't happen again. That's the main thing. Um, I forgot about that unicorn, that fucking unicorn. <laughs> it was huge. I thought it was like a little kind of like, uh, so it's, it was this big inflatable unicorn. I don't mean that fucking unicorn. It was a great thing to have. Um, but I thought it was like, because I didn't, I didn't get to see it in person. Or maybe I did. But I thought it was just a little blow-up thing. And then I remember seeing a photo of it and it was gigantic. I was like, well, what's going on? There was also, somebody had a remote control uh, seat that had, like, it was like a remote control, like, a uh, chair that had, like, a lamp attached to it that was going through the audience. Um, somebody told me that it belonged to Acid Granny, but I'm not too sure. Um, there was also a jellyfish at one point in the audience, like a giant jellyfish at King Gizzard as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was a really fun time. And then finally, with uh, the voice recordings that I've asked a few people to send in um, that were at the festival, the last ones that I have are from uh, Zach Stevenson. Um, now, I got these at four o'clock in the morning. Um, I have not listened to them yet. <laughs> so uh i don't know if he wants i might have to ring them ring him before this episode goes out just to make sure that he actually wants to use them but uh anyway this is uh this is zach stevenson's take on what he thought of other voices and, th- and not other voices jesus all together now and then this will finish off the uh episode for uh today but there will be an episode out this week by the way i do have a guest i actually have a guest coming over um in a couple of hours uh to chat with me so that'll be out on i'd say saturday i'm gonna say it'll be out on saturday it might be out on friday but we'll see all right all right all right how's it going welcome to the midnight hour with your boy y'all motherfuckers cut me off y'all cut me off listen all i was gonna say to y'all was you know hot damn hot damn that was a time that was a good weekend. I couldn't have spent a better weekend if I spent more money. I, what am I even saying? 
I couldn't have a better weekend if my name was Billy Jean. I don't know what that means. Uh, all together now. All together now. We were all together now. Or then. All together then for all together now. It was lovely. Um, Jesus. Chill. Chill as fuck. Which is what you want at a festival. Despite what people think. People think they want feisty. Nah, you want chill. You want to be able to like... If you want to wear a dress, run laps around something. That's the vibe you want at a festival. Where people cheer you on and they support you. Do you know what I mean? That's the, the ideal vibe is you do whatever the fuck you want. Without harming anyone else. And that was the buzz. Now I will say that uh, the corn gig on the main stage was a bit too much for me like and then following corn with Limp Biscuit, and then also following it with um, Bush oh man I was like I mean it was great and all but it was just too much it was just too much and uh, do you know um, I miss Joe Dolan I'm raging that I miss Joe Dolan I think everybody missed Joe Dolan, to be honest, because he died like 20 years ago. But I'm raging that I missed him. Uh, but lovely weekend, all things considered. Uh, how long can I drag that out for? Uh, what am I? What am I doing? What am I doing? Is this? Is this the podcast? Barra, have I reached the pod... Am I sending you to the wrong email again? Fuck. So... The highlights were... Nick Cave. Nick Cave. I cried three times. I saw Nick Cave at uh, Primavera. And he played almost the same set. Except for the fact... That when he played Ireland... It was... Palpably different... He destroyed that crowd. Not in a bad way. Not in an aggro way. He just absolutely cut through to everybody. I mean, everyone was fucking crying. They were laughing. They were euphoric. You know what I mean? Like, it was a weird gig. Because, like, your man, half his back catalogue is about murder and, like, dark stuff. But... Somehow, when he plays live at a festival, it's just literally the most uplifting, beautiful, heart-wrenching thing you've ever seen. And yeah, I cried three times. I'm not. I'm not going to shy away from that. And yes, I expect you to play this on the podcast, Barra. It's my reputation on the line, not yours. Not yours. I don't give a. F- <laughs> I don't give a fuck. In that right, Nagy. Maggie's a bit quiet. She doesn't really talk, to be honest. I mean, she is a cat, so, like, they don't talk that much. Some cats are more talkative. Isn't that right, Maggie? But you chill. You just chillin'. Oh, my, she's so cute. <laughs> Little buzzer. Top buzzer. Aren't you? I didn't call you a naggins for nothing. I say that. She's never drank a naggin in her life. Would you believe that? She's named Naggins. Never had a nagging in her life. 
<laughs> Little cutie. Um, all together now. Oh God, it was gorgeous. Although my highlight was, uh, oh my God, lads, I could literally fall asleep right now with my hand on the voice note button, and you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't fucking want that. You. <laughs> my highlight, to be honest. Of all the acts, Gurriers were sick. Gurriers were absolutely class. Um, who else? Obviously the Pillow Queens and uh, Soda Blonde and Seema. Lovely. Uh, Underworld. Underworld were class. Uh, what am I saying? I'm just saying things that are class. Do you know, like buttered popcorn. Class. Fucking a lion on a fucking Friday, class. Uh, fucking. <laughs> uh, the Beatles, the fucking Beatles, man. The Beatles were top tier. The actual Beatles. Uh, none of that bullshit fake Beatles. It was the real deal. They busted out the big books. They busted out the big books for the Beatles at half three on a Sunday. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Uh, Soul Jam. Oh, Soul Jam was class. I am rambling. <laughs> okay, this is this bit is definitely not going to the podcast. You can chop and change all you want, 